0: 10 of the Gridiron Podcast. As always, I'm Gus Handler, joined by my co-host Casey Drover. Casey, how are you doing? Good, you? Good, good. So, uh, you know, we're just uh, actually a week um, from the draft, or, uh, you know, past the draft now, and, uh, you know, after a week of uh, letting it all sit in now, what, what are your initial thoughts, you know, reactions, just overall, th- uh, you know, thoughts?
1: Uh, I was... Kind of surprised by the draft. It was there weren't very many uh, picks that I thought were going to uh, happen in the order I thought was going to happen. It didn't uh, match my mock draft at all. Right. And I feel like there were a lot of like I'd say a lot of boomer bust picks or a lot of reach picks. And um, I'm not sure if it was bad scouting or but I just didn't see some of those players fitting those schemes or I didn't see them being being as good as they were said to be. But um, other than that, I thought there were some good picks, but. I thought a lot more reaches
0: though. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you're talking about how a lot of the stuff that we talked about earlier, I mean obviously you had some trades in there which, you know, through um, you know, some people's mock drafts for a uh for a loop. Yeah, for a loop. But um I mean obviously, you know, once those trades were set into place, you know, it was either gonna be Jared Goff and Carson Wentz one two or two one. But then yeah. after that it was kinda like and we talked about it before, like one through ten, almost one through twelve you know, could have gone either way, you know, in terms oh, yeah. of what their needs were and what direction they were going to decide to go on. So, um, I think, you know, you and I were watching it live together, and yeah, at yeah. number three, Joey Bosa, I think we were all was, pretty surprised about that.
1: I was very surprised. I thought that was going to be uh, DeForest Buckner or maybe uh, Jalen Ramsey, maybe even Miles Jack, but I didn't think he was the best player available, or I didn't think he fit their team need the best. So I didn't ever have him drafted at a high, and then. I think... He said he was even shocked by it, so yeah. that makes three of us. I think a lot of the country, too. I think they said he's going to be a, uh, for sure, hand-in-the-dirt um, end in a 3-4, three, uh, three so he's going to be blitzing every every play. We'll see if he can handle those big boys on the outside.
0: Yeah, you know, we've always talked about how we kind of think that he's you know, he's reached his uh, you know, like max potential, and uh, you, you mentioned DeForest Buckner, and... I I I tend to agree with you. Taking a guy like Joey Bosa, you know, I, I saw a film on him where he, you know, obviously he was playing his hand in the dirt, um, you know, like five or even like a seven technique. But I saw some film of him doing, you know, like a three or a four. But in terms of versatility, I, I agree with you. I would have I would have liked, you know, if they were going D lineman, I I almost like would have, I almost would have liked to have seen DeForest Buckner there. You I know? think
1: so for sure.
0: Um, I think he played- he's. I think he's a little more of a dynamic player
1: definitely I think he also plays in and out like a JJ Watt kind of player you know he's right like he's a violent he he demands two guys to block him at one time yeah I'm not sure Bosa is that kind of guy
0: yeah exactly and uh you know we're talking about Joey Bosa and then um you know you and I were talking about a, a while now how uh probably the Dallas Cowboys probably have the best offensive line if oh, you know, if not. Um, you know, probably two or three, but um, the next pick with Ezekiel Elliott, man, that running game just probably went to the top.
1: It's a, definitely, I mean, I I just saw a um, a Mike and Mike today talking about like crazy stats to possibly that could like, happen, and one was the uh, Cowboys have two 1,000 yard rushers.
0: Man, can, can I you mean, imagine
1: that? I could actually, I'm not lying, I could possibly see that being a possibility. Yeah, Elliott, he's that kind of guy. And Morris, you know, he's a
0: good, good back and a good, uh, good line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the line makes all the difference in the world, and you know, you get a healthy Tony Romo, so people aren't loading the box. I mean,
1: that, uh, I, That's Bryant too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly what his you know stats were last year, but despite not having a healthy Tony Romo, um, the, the 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 Cowboys still had a great running game, and I think that's a testament because, like I, you know, like I was just saying that. When you don't have a quarterback and when you don't have a guy, like you said, Des Bryant, that can stretch yep. the field, defenses are going to lower the boxes because they know you're, not, you know you're not going to beat them what deep. But I'm pretty sure they had a 1,000-yard, you know, it uh, was it McFadden they had a 1,000-yard yeah. rusher. I mean, so I can't imagine having a, a dynamic guy like Ezekiel Elliott and, like you said, another guy who's proven um, to be you know, a big-time rusher and Alfred Morris in that backfield. Yeah, it's
1: going to be fun and a, a fun team to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, I we were talking before that w- we really liked that pick, and you know, it kind of reminds you, like you said, kind of reminds you of like an Emmett Smith kind of guy. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Um, and uh, you know, but uh, we, you know, we were talking before how about you know, obviously one, two, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz, but at that number five pick, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of got like the be- the best player in this draft, the Jalen Ramsey.
1: I think they definitely. Um, not to so say got, got. They got lucky, but in terms of how the trades worked out, put them in a huge, huge in their uh, favorite big time.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially on the defense side of the ball, man. They're gonna have a totally new look this year. Yeah. Um So it'll it's be. Awesome in- look. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they do. You know, Blake Bortles coming back. Um, you know, for Decent year three. Decent line too. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I, with that pick of Jalen Ramsey, you know, you compare him to Patrick Peterson, um, you know, just a dynamic guy that can play cornerback and safety, you know, wherever yep. you need him. Just um, a ball hawk. Yeah, so they'll, be a, they'll definitely be a team to watch. If, we, if We've talked about, you know, from the beginning with all these free agent moves and, you know, now through the draft they made some pretty nice moves. Um, you know, so that, that, uh, that division will be pretty interesting.
1: They're taking the right, they're peaking now at the right time.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. It's, Nice, nice to see. I agree, and um, you know, as we go into the sixth pick, we won't go pick by pick, but you know, just some of these first couple I I thought were pretty interesting. Um, Obviously, uh, before the draft, or um, yeah, right before the draft, uh, the video that came out of Larry Tunsil and how that affected his draft stock, and uh, I mean, he slid down, um, you know, quite a bit um, to the number thirteen side with the Dolphins, but. Um, I, you know, it's kind of funny. You look back at some of the mock drafts we had before, and it looked like everyone uh, was uh, having the, the Ravens draft Stanley. Or, yeah, Stanley. So, you know, in turn, uh, with the trades in number one and number two, and then the events that happened in Laramie so you know, they, everyone kind of did get their wishes with uh, with Big Stanley. Yeah, so, I th- you know, I thought it was pretty interesting of how, of how, you know, we talked about how the tackles were going to play out. And obviously, you and I talked about before. Um, you know, Ronnie Stanley and Larry Tunso could have gone hand in hand one two. You know, yeah. If yeah. if Tunsell was one A, uh, Stanley was probably one B. And um, you know, I think it's interesting to see. You know, just how, just how thin these guys. I mean, how how, how th- uh, you know, how they comb every single draft prospect, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they find anything they can. And if they don't like you, if there's some you know kind of red flag, no matter what it is, it, it, it's going to affect you.
1: Look I mean, at Noah, uh, Noah, Spence.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. In the second round. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, obviously first round talent, but kind of a red flag in his in his yeah. past. You know, make drops him down only the second round. Randy uh, Gregory too. Ran, yeah, Randy Gregory too a year, a year ago, but you know, kind of going off of uh, how the tackles played out, we had Stanley go. And then, I mean, uh, we were talking just previous to this. Jack Conklin, number eight, with the Titans. Yeah, that was ridiculous. you know, I just saw today too how a lot of the uh, Tennessee Titans offensive linemen uh, have been called out, and you know, because they've had oh, some. I saw the same thing. Yeah, they've you know they've had some uh, pretty high draft picks. You know, one through rounds one through four on these guys. And I was they, just
1: gonna tell you today. I said, look at the Titans' O line. It's
0: like a draft in itself. Yeah, yeah. You know they've had some pretty high picks, and you know just the the other day they didn't exercise Chance Wormack's, uh option. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's it's kind of interesting to see how, um, you know, obviously there's 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 some pretty good um, young talent on the offensive line, but you know for whatever reason uh, they just can't seem to get it going. And I saw uh, I just saw you know before we got this going that. Uh, Chance Warmack actually called out their old old line coach. Yep. And, I mean, you, you want to talk about trying to be a professional and being a professional. I, I don't know if that's the best move, you know, for a guy like that. Um, you know, because obviously they didn't exercise his option, you know, so what if he's trying to find the next team? And, you know, they kind of look through his record and he's calling out offensive line coaches. Yeah. Um, so I know they have uh, – center they had uh, Brian Schwenke from Cal um, yeah. and then last year they drafted uh, the Andy Gaelic uh, out of um, Boston College they have Taylor LeJuan, Um you know so we'll see how Conklin does uh, you and I have talked about how we, we, we're not real big fans not a you
1: know. big fan of Conklin I think it was just a breach pick a desperate pick and I think bad scouting
0: yeah you know and then, and then later on I think uh, you know like we said Tunsell at 13 to the Dolphins, and then Decker at 16 to the Lions. Um, Yeah, you know, some pretty nice picks. And then we dropped down all the way to 31 uh, with Jermaine Ifedi from Texas A&M to the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, before the draft, we were talking about uh, a little bit of Jason Spriggs. Uh, Obviously, he fell down to the Packers in the second round. But Uh it'll be interesting because there are some very good, very good tackles in this draft. And it's interesting to go back to some of these older drafts and look at, um, you know, how some of these picks have panned out. Um, so you know, we'll see how these guys see how these guys pan out because in the past, you go back and some of these guys that come from, um, you know, colleges where they don't necessarily run pro style um, offenses, you know, it does kind of come back to haunt them, or you know, to haunt them, you know, bite them in the butt because they're not used to that pro style. They're not used to you know five six seven step uh, dropbacks, whereas in college they're just getting the ball off as fast as they can oh yeah so um you know we we're, we're just you know lightly touch upon the first round, but case from your eyes what other what other picks uh stood out to you i mean guys dropping guys rising um you know what were your what were some of your thoughts um
1: I think we got to what um, i think at seven was Buckner, I think he had, that was a great pick there yeah i think um He works well with chip kelly again and i think he's gonna be superior to eric um what was it armstead
0: Armstead, yeah
1: armstead for sure so i think that's a good pick there uh leonard floyd at nine i thought was definitely a reach for the bears uh being a bears fan i wasn't that impressed it was they traded our fourth round pick and our first round pick for the uh, buccaneers first round pick at nine and uh i think i mean the next person to win i believe was uh uh, Shaq Lawson at 19, so it wasn't really like a huge need for any other draft board, so I think it could have weighed on him and took a better prospect like Noah Spence or um, who I just mentioned, uh, Shaq, Shaq Lawson from Clemson so I think that was a the first reach I thought 10 was Apple to the Giants, I think he, that was also a reach uh, Buccaneers at 11 took Hargraves, I think that was a pretty good pick but then I uh, the Rankins to the Saints Tunso, I thought was the biggest deal.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think
1: they, like the Chargers, were able to uh, capitalize on um, trades and whatnot, and unfortunate events happening. Decker, I thought was a great pick. Corey Coleman, I thought was a big reach. You?
0: I agree. I agree. I mean,
1: Drew
0: um, Well, I think it would have been a better pick. Yeah, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, in previous episodes how it seemed like in everyone's draft, and you know, you ask people around the league and whatnot. Uh, there was like four pretty solid wide receivers, and they all ended up, do, you know, going in the first round. It was it just, it just depended on what, you know, how these teams saw these wide receivers in their offenses. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about it before with um, kids coming out of Baylor, especially wide receivers. They haven't had the best track record in the NFL. So, you know, obviously, there's a new regime in Cleveland. You know, so they might have, you know, kind of, um, you know, cleared the slate with that. Um, but, you know, it is, you know, you, you see the Cleveland Browns, now they have uh, Robert Griffin III. the third. Maybe that Baylor connection can light them up. But I, uh, I do agree with you. I, as a whole, you know, like we talked about, Treadbull might not have the best combine numbers. Um, yeah. But, you, you know, you just turn the film and the guy's a playmaker.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. I think he's more of a possession guy. You have a big play guy in Hopkins. You know, why you get two big play guys? You know, I, oh, sorry, I'm thinking of the wrong team. Coleman with the Browns. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he's not a number one guy. He's more right. like a down the field guy. I feel like and RG three needs to just short dunks and you know dives. Yeah. I think I think Troll would have been more of a uh, like a Mari Cooper pick. You know would have been more of the all all around guy.
0: Right. You're number one. You're sure handed guy. You know we need a first down. Who are you going to?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You know the so back. Who ahead, sorry. I sorry? Oh, we're talking about you know we we're talking about the wide receivers and you know Corey Coleman. Went first, and then to some, I feel like to some people surprise, Will Fuller. Um, That's what I saw earlier. Yeah, was yeah, the, so was Will the next Fuller. one off the board at twenty one in the Texans. You know, I kind of like that pick. The Texans have, you know, um, you know they were pretty active in free agency. You know, kind of you know creating a new face. Oh, um, big time, big time. You know, so we'll see. And you know, Fuller, he was one of the faster wide receivers at the uh, combine. And I know one of the big things was him. Was um, you know he had all the talent in the world. He just had some, you know, he had a, he had a pretty high number of drops. Bad hands, yeah. Yeah. So you know we'll see how that goes, and then obviously the last one of the group was Josh Doxon um, from TCU. So you know we were talking. But talk- I thought
1: that was a huge reach.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it. You know, looking at it now, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to see three wide receivers taken in a row. Right. Oh, um, and especially you know four wide receivers taken in the first round. That, that I mean. In a league where you you know you got to have you know three or four wide receivers, yeah. and unless you're, you know unless you're a top dog, you know you're the top dog, the you know the number one, you know taking a an, uh, a draft pick like that in the first round, that, that's a pretty big stretch.
1: Oh, huge! I was laughing because I was making my mock drafts and I had the exact same scenario, but later in the draft with three wilds in a row, and I thought, no, you know, no, that would never happen. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do it. You know, but. It actually did. It's kinda of like, what the heck? Yeah. It does right. It's kinda of
0: like when you're taking multiple choice tests and you <laughs> yeah, got right. three A's in a row or whatever and you're it like ah, I it was weird. It was weird. That can't be right. Um, but you know, what you were talking about before, uh, you know, what what other surprises Let's try to cut you off?
1: Um, no, yeah, I think uh best the draft Decker was a good pick there for the Lions. I thought um Cal and was kind of a stretch pick there, but looking at his film he is pretty good, but I thought they could have definitely traded it back. It would have been a better a better uh, value pick for them instead.
0: Yeah, um, we always talked so it, about the Falcons trying to grab a uh, linebacker. Linebacker,
1: and they passed up on Darren Lee, so I think it's, um, they kind of messed up there. There's a lot of, a pretty deep DB draft, too, and they didn't take advantage of
0: it. Yeah, that was one of the things that we talked about, how there was a lot of good DBs. There were. Corners there were. and safeties, so that that was an interesting pick.
1: And I think, too, I think a steal, or a great pick, I think in the right spot, too, was the, uh, Ryan Kelly.
0: Yeah, for yeah the definitely. Goals.
1: I thought that was a great pick. They addressed the team need. Get those two young quarterbacks on the same page at a young age. Right. Jeff Saturday, paid Magnet, kind of thing.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you right there. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we were talking about before is, um, you know, keeping Andrew Luck healthy because, as everyone knows, when he is healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, you, yeah. you know, you go back and you look at some of that film and, I mean, if you can't stop them right from the you know the center uh, from the center you know out, you know it's kind of hard to run your offense that way. Big, so, time. Big you know, time. and we were talking to, you know case during the draft, um, you know the Bears took Leonard Floyd, and then you look at the next pick with the Buffalo Bills, Shaq yep. Lawson from Clemson. You know,
1: I, I was to say, I think that was a steal.
0: I yeah, think that definitely. Was a
1: steal pick. I think a lot of teams should have drafted him. I think he's a direct impact player the second time he's on the field.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, and you know that was kind of a cool pick to see uh, with Rex Ryan's kid at Clemson. It is, it you is. know, and um, we were talking about Sammy uh, Sammy Watkins from Clemson. Yeah, you know, he's up there too in Buffalo. So you know, it's it's kind of like a uh, you know, kind of a friendly pick. You know, kind of a oh yeah, uh,
1: big time, like a, like a almost like a hometown pick.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you know, especially up there in in Buffalo with their defense. Oh man, you know. Question. I, I can't wait to see that defense this year.
1: I can't wait to see their defense and the Jaguars' defense.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, you talk... Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Jaguars totally have a new face um, to their defense. But, I mean, you know, you go down to the Buffalo Bills with their their uh, second-round draft pick on Reggie Ragman, another guy who very easily yeah. could have gone in the first round. Um, you know, so... They that, got a good
1: a good DT from Ohio State, too. Yeah, uh,
0: Dolphus Washington.
1: Like a Kim D.J. kind of guy. You know, yeah. A disruptive guy, you know?
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, they'll definitely be a team to watch in that tough division this year. Um, how about some of these this, uh, the quarterback stuff? I know a lot of people were talking about, you know, obviously Goff and Wentz were going to go one and two, but then the question after that was, all right, who else is looking for a quarterback? Who's going to be the next guy taken? Um, and you know, some of the people were talking about there could have been as many as four or five quarterbacks taken oh, no. in this draft. There only ended up being three. The third one being Paxton Lynch to the Denver Broncos. But I think, you know, obviously they traded up for him. But, you know, I kind of liked I liked that pick.
1: It's a good pick. I, I definitely thought there would be at least three. I knew there would be three. Right. Just based on team needs and how much stock is put into a good quarterback. So I knew someone would take him. I thought maybe the Cowboys are going to try and do it. Not the, not the Broncos. Yeah,
0: you know, there was a lot of talk that they were trying to um, trade and get back in the first round. And just by doing a little reading – um, I know that they were they were very, very, very close um, to getting back in the first round. Um, I think they were trying to trade a second and a third round pick. for they? Yeah, to try to get back in the first round. And I don't think Jerry Jones could quite pull the trigger. Um, but, you know, they ended up getting uh, Dak Prescott a couple rounds later.
1: Which I think um, is a good pick for him too, though. Yeah, I
0: mean, you know, hopefully uh, Romo can stay healthy so we can kind of learn under him. Exactly, um, exactly. You know, we kind of develop. Uh, I, I know that a lot of, like you said, a lot of people like Dak Prescott, and, you know, he could be a nice uh, developmental quarterback and, uh, you know, could have a nice career, you know, if he can kind of sit and... Um, you that's maybe
1: the key is watching, you know, learning. He's very raw still. Yeah. You know, he's like a Manziel kind of just... Right. More of an athlete than an actual, actual quarterback.
0: Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so then we go down... And you know, as we were talking about before, there was a lot of good linebackers, a lot of a lot of good corners and safeties. And then one of the things too that really stood out to me was the number of good D tackles there were. There were a lot. Too. And the first D tackle um, off the board was Kenny Clark to the Packers.
1: Yeah, that was. A, I thought that was extremely one of the top reach picks in the draft.
0: Yeah, you know, and it, it must have been something. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because the Packers, uh, you know, they drafted Brett Hundley last year. And then a uh, couple years uh, previous, they drafted DeTone Jones from UCLA too, and they actually just um, didn't pick up his fifth year option too. Yep. Um, you know, so they're kind of building that UCLA um, that UCLA connection, but it'll, yeah, you farm know, system. Yeah, exactly. But it'll be interesting to see how he pans out, knowing how uh, DeTone Jones did it. Obviously, you know, different players and whatnot. But uh, you know, we'll see because then. Um. Later, later in that round, you know, a couple of picks after there was uh, Kim Diche, and oh, then man. uh, Bernard Butler from Louisiana Tech. Going so, obviously, you know, if they were in the market for a defensive tackle, you know, they got who they wanted.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that um, the only DT that was worthy in the first round here was uh Kim, Kim Diche. I think. Yeah, he has off-field problems, but. The Cardinals have a really like solid foundation in the, in the locker room. A lot of veterans in there. Yeah, uh, a lot of vocal guys. So right? I feel like you went to the right place. But I guess the Packers controlling him. You know, keep him in, on the even keel. I mean, he's in Green Bay. Right. How much trouble can you get in? You know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think I, it was. I think they should have grabbed him. He was a better pick. But I guess only time time will tell.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And you, know, you were talking about the Cardinals uh, with Kim DJ and you know. Talk about guys who kind of had trouble pass, and they go to the Cardinals and they shape up. Yeah. You know, you can't um, can't help but think about uh, Honey Badger. Oh, big time! Um, Tyron Matthews, you know, Matthew, you know uh, with his pass, and then he goes to the Cardinals, and now he's you know he's a Pro Bowler caliber player year in and year out. You know, on that great defense as well too. Oh, definitely, um, definitely. And you know, another guy we were talking about, you know, a nice pick was Ryan Kelly to the Colts. I also yeah. thought a nice pick. Um, was San Francisco 49ers taking Josh uh, Garnett from uh, Stanford? Really? Uh, yeah. Obviously, you know he's a big you know bay being in Stanford now. You know he moves just I think yeah just across the, or just across no same side of the bay. Um, you know to the San Francisco 49ers. So pretty nice you know pr- nice transition for him. Um, I would he, say so. Yeah. He was one of those guys where uh, I mean I can't tell you how many vines I've seen of him uh you know clips of him blocking um you know so he's a real explosive guy and you know me being as an offensive lineman guy I like to see um you know kids like that getting taken in the first round and you know um especially in a team like the 49ers where I think he'll have a chance to play right away
1: oh definitely yeah
0: yeah no they lost Alex Boone to the Vikings um you know so he, he should have a pretty nice shot of starting right away and um you know it'll be interesting to see um you know how the 49ers are this year with the you know with the new uh, with the new regime, and I remember seeing one stat uh, you know to to talk about their new regime. Since Chip Kelly's been in the NFL, um, he's drafted the most Pac-12 players. Really? Yeah, and then you go you dig a little deeper too. He's also signed the most Pac-12 undrafted free agents too. Wow! I would
1: guess Pete Carroll.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, his numbers, but I'm sure he's probably he's probably pretty uh, pretty close up there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: don't. I mean, it's a lot of good talent there. No, no doubt about
0: it. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people said, you know, this year the number, the actual number of Pac-12 players was down this year. I think they were third or fourth, but you go back and you look at their previous drafts, and there's, you know, quality over quantity. I would say. Okay. Whereas okay. the SEC, the Big Ten, I think, are gonna draw more uh, numbers, but you know some of them don't seem to pan out. Okay. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how this this year's crops of uh, Pac-12 players, uh, you know, uh, progress in the off season. But uh, you, know, you move on to the second round, and like we were talking about before, there's a lot of guys that went in the second round that had first first round draft grades. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, look at number, you know, one guy that we were talking about for a long time uh, with the Cleveland Browns is Emmanuel Ogba from Oklahoma yep. State. I mean, He's
1: pretty much a first-round pick. He was a yeah. the second pick
0: at the draft. Right. I mean, and then you go number two uh, in, in the second round, Kevin Dodd. Yep. And then one of the bigger, you know, I wouldn't even, I, I mean, kind of a stretch pick, but because he might not play this year, uh, Jalen Smith to the Dallas yep. Cowboys. I mean, a guy that obviously has you know first round uh, potential probably could have been within the top five if he hadn't got hurt. Um, you know, so we'll see. I, I saw something today where the Cowboys were planning on not keeping him on our keeping him yeah, on the active roster, not keeping him on the IR. So if they do make the playoffs, he can play in the playoffs. So which would be a pretty interesting situa- pretty interesting situation and, and a true testament to how you know he's recovered from that uh, that injury. injury. Nerve.
1: I think it was a great pick. I, I kind of
0: liked it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it shows you the confidence that they have in him, too. I think
1: so. I think it's
0: awesome. It's awesome. Um, You know, another guy who uh, a team showed a little confidence in was Miles Jack. I yep. wouldn't say as much because I think everyone kind of knew that Jalen Smith at least wasn't going to play, you know, the regular season. You know, now Jerry Jones is saying, you know, hopefully back for the playoffs, you know, maybe take a redshirt year. But Miles Jack was a guy who a couple days before the draft, came out and said he might need, you know, a secondary surgery, a microfracture surgery. Yeah, um, yeah. And that definitely hurted his draft stock where, you know, he didn't even show up to the second day of the draft. Um so, you know, obviously we were talking about the Jaguars kinda of had a facelift on the defense side of the ball, but oh, yeah. I, you know, if he can stay healthy, I like that pick. Um I think I definitely think they got a great talent in the second round. I mean a guy that you know who we were talking about could have been in the top five, six you know. I think
1: I think they scored the top two athletic players in the draft.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I remember reading an article this uh, this week too how uh, Miles Jackson that the Jacksonville Jaguars were really high on him. Um, they were one of the teams that came in for a private workout and they really worked him out, really checked on his knee. And he said that when the Jaguars didn't take him at number five he was pretty disappointed. But then as soon as the second round started, his phone started heating up from Jaguars scouts, from Jaguars coaches. And he, you know, he kind of felt, you know, obviously he wasn't a first rounder, but he kind of felt like the Jaguars, you know, were pretty true to their word, and, oh yeah, uh, you know, yeah, you know, you're kind of kind of a cool story.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. I, um, mean, it's, I, I think it's awesome. Hope, yeah. I hope he does well. You know. Yeah, me it's too. Fun defense
0: to watch. Yeah, ex- you, know, you know, I saw a lot of stuff going around that the Jaguars, you know, if you don't root for a team, the Jaguars, you know, if you're not, if you don't exactly root for a team, you're not a you know, a true, uh, fan of a team, the Jaguars, I Me mean, might be that team that everyone roots for this year.
1: I might be, yeah, it could you be. You know,
0: so, um, and, you know, we're talking about guys with, uh, first round grades going to the second round, a guy who we would have liked to see him come to Chicago case, uh, Noah Spence.
1: Oh, I would have loved it, man. He got, he has that motor, kind of like Cleo Mack, you know, I really wish the Bears took him, but I wish him the best in, uh, Tampa Bay and I hope he kills it. He's a great talent
0: yeah l o- old o- Lovey has got him down there in Tampa i know I'm
1: really excited to see what
0: he does yeah, He's so really fun to watch you know obviously you know we we're talking about guys with uh somewhat of red flags and um you know and their how their draft stock, and obviously you know we just said that he had a first round grade and you know all the talent in the world but um you know i I don't think he felt too much um but obviously you know we we kind of would have liked him to come to Chicago. You have liked to see him taken in the first round, but you know, not not too bad to se- early second round. Another guy we were talking about, Reggie Ragland, and I think steal of a deal. A steal of a deal, yeah, yeah up, up in Buffalo, and you know all, all the good linebackers that have come through there, and all the linebackers that Rex Ryan has had. I think you know he'll have a uh, he'll have a great career up there. And another guy who went to Alabama, who we were talking about, possibly could have gone in the first round to the you know yeah. to the, now to the Panthers. Titans is uh, Derrick Henry. Big I, mean, with I DeMar- was
1: a great pick for them.
0: Yeah, with DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry in that backfield.
1: Yep, smash and smash, smash, man. I want to go back home picks, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought a great pick number 42, the Ravens, Camilier Correa. I thought that was a great pick. I think he plays just like Terrell Suggs, and he's going to be a great um, apprentice to uh, Terrell Suggs. To me, he's a high motor, too. Fun guy to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I actually saw some say, you know, obviously, him being Polynesian, the Ravens took the most Polynesian players this year. They yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I think uh, playing in the Mountain West and playing at Boise State, they produce a lot of good talent, but recently, um, you know, some of those guys are kind of, uh, you know, playing in the Mountain West or they don't get as much publicity. As you know, guys in the SEC or the Pac-12 or the Big Ten yeah, or yeah, Big Twelve, the game. big,
1: the big, the big ones.
0: Yeah, but you know, like we we're kind of talking about before, they they produce some pretty quality players. Um, mm-hmm. And you're talking about him having a high motor, maybe the next you know Terrell Suggs in that defense. So um, be awesome. And and Elvis Dumervil is getting up there in age too.
1: Yeah, right. Both guys teach him well.
0: Yeah, so you know, another guy that you know you can plug in there and um, you know learn from great players. Oh, definitely. Um. You know, going down the line, again, you know, we were talking about earlier, uh, Jason Spriggs uh, to the Green Bay Packers. Another interesting pick, because I saw today that um, this year, actually, only two offensive linemen are uh, not in their contract year. Wow. You know, so, um, obviously, he played tackle at Indiana. I think he could play guard or tackle, Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out there. Maybe... Um, they let him, you know, develop, sit, you know, city a year, you know, get some, get some quality reps down the road, um, you know, later in games or, or maybe, you know, someone gets hurt and he gets an opportunity to play. But I think, um, you know, from watching his film and, you know, we talked about it before, he was another guy that we were high on. Um, uh, we really liked, um, you know, so it yeah. be interesting.
1: I, do, yeah. That was, I love that pick.
0: Yeah. So it'd be interesting how, you know, how that all plays out, uh, in Green Bay, um, you know, uh, how about you in in the second round? What other picks stood out to you?
1: Um, I think Hackenberg of the Jets, obviously, is a pretty big one for them. It was to show that they're, they might not go for Prince Patrick. They might, right. you know, try and groom somebody with Smith. Um, let's see here, Sewell Cravens to the Redskins. I thought that was a great pick too. Yeah, uh, I love the Bears to have that guy as well. White hair to the Bears, love that one.
0: Yeah, you know, cool,
1: we, great need filled for us.
0: Yeah, you were you and I were talking about today how. Uh, through free agency, the Bears and now the draft, the Bears are, well, I have a pretty, you know, have they have a competitive welcome. offensive line this year. Big time. Um, and we were talking about today how we see it fit, and I I mean, one of the things that I, you know, the Pat, obviously being in Chicago the past couple years is you want to see, you want to see some competition, so I mean, obviously Kyle Long's going to be there, uh, Bobby Massey's, you know, going to be there, but those other three positions, it's kind of like, you know, Best man win. And, exactly. You know, when people compete, you're going to get the best out of everyone, and you're going to get the team's best too. So, um, you know, obviously protecting a guy like Jay Cutler, you know, is huge. Um, and you know, a lot of people said that he had one of the one of his better years um, last year. You know, so we'll see if he can build. Uh, I hope so. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we talked about Cody Whitehair. Obviously, one of the more interesting picks was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking the kicker. Uh, yeah, from right. Florida State. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, obviously, Sebastian Janikowski was up there, but that's a pretty high pick. For I think that a, was because yeah. he's
1: friends with uh, James Winston.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that, I could see that. Um, you know, and, and uh, to go back, you know, to go back a couple picks, um, you know, some of these Alabama guys, I, I remember after the first night, um, uh, A lot of people expected a lot more Alabama uh, players to go in the first round, but I think that kind of, all those players kind of got their fill in the second round. You know, know, obviously you had uh, Derrick Henry, you had, um, excuse me, Reggie Ragland, Derrick Henry, Ashawn Robinson, Jaron Reed, um, and then Cyrus Jones. You know, obviously having first round draft picks like the Ohio State Buckeyes is pretty nice, but... I mean, having that many guys go in the first two rounds too, you know, is pretty special too.
1: Yeah, it definitely is.
0: Um, you know, because some of those guys, like we were talking about, had first round, uh, first round uh, draft grades, and um, I mean, just, just I mean, and then in the third round, Kenny and Drake. Um, you know, so they had a pretty interesting draft. Ohio State had a pretty nice draft.
1: I think if you bet Alabama with uh, like A. Robinson and uh, Jaren Reed. Those are like two guys I thought you know they could have on the first for the Packers right or right. the um, Cardinals or for the panthers I didn't expect those other guys to be there so I was kind of surprised to see them slip especially both
0: yeah I agree with you um you know as we go down in these later rounds case what other picks um, what are the picks did you like you know kind of picks that stood out or guys that you know maybe have went later but you know could be like instant impact guys or you know, some nice contributors in their first years.
1: Yeah, I think Jonathan Bowler to the Bears was a great pick. The guy's really good. I think he's a high motor. He plays really hard every, uh, every down, too. Um, I think he can play um, as of right now. You know, step in there, help out. Right. Um, Shaquille Calhoun went to the Raiders. I thought it was kind of late on him, but um, overall, I thought it a good pick for the uh, Raiders. Um, let's see here. Other than that, looking around. Uh, the Packers are Kyle uh, Fakurov. I was kind of surprised he went that early. I thought he uh, would have fallen later. Really good uh, frame, but he's really raw. Right. Um, and then the other guy I thought was a great pick was the Seahawks, the CJ Price, uh, running back from Norway. I thought that was a great pick. I think he could almost take over the starting role from Browse. He's that good of a player.
0: Wow. Yeah. He's big. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. And, you know, with no uh, Marshawn Lynch up there, too, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be a nice little competition between them, um, but how? Well, Braxton
1: about, Miller, too, at twenty-two. I thought
0: was yeah. To, uh, I was I was just about pick. to say I, the, I think that's going to be one of the better you know, awesome you, pick. Yeah, especially you know we were talking about uh, the Houston Texans kind of have a new um, a face, a new face man. They'll have a nice receiving core down there now, big time. So you know, percent. Uh, some nice, well, some nice. Good offense uh,
1: period. Yeah, Osweiler, Hopkins, Fuller, Miller.
0: And then, uh, which is uh, face from uh, little Miller. Yeah, yeah, you know, so they'll uh, they'll have a nice offense there. You know, nice uh, nice team for Brock Osweiler to uh, command down there. Nice
1: young team too.
0: Yeah, about how about uh, an, another interesting pick? Um, Jacoby Brissett from North Carolina State, the quarterback, to the New England Patriots in the third round. Obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, you probably have one of the better quarterbacks of all time in Tom Brady, but he might sit out. He might have to sit out the first four games. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who was taken a couple years ago. Um, you know, I thought that was a kind of interesting pick. Whereas Jacoby Chris. Yeah, he wasn't. If you look around some of the team's draft boards, he wasn't very. You know, he wasn't as high as, I think, a third round draft pick. You know, so obviously they saw something. Well, obviously they, they thought that a, quarter, the quarter, a quarterback wasn't needed in this draft. And they thought that he possessed, you know, at least enough talent for him to be on their team, you know, taken in the third round. It
1: was because of this draft or Garoppolo, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Garoppolo, you know, Garoppolo and Brady were the only guys on that roster. So yeah. if uh, if Brady's out for the, you know, maybe for the first couple games, um, you know, it's like He's who's gonna, yeah, who's going to play quarterback? I just thought it was so interesting because you know, like I was talking about, you kind of look at other people's draft boards, you you look at other people's opinions. I don't think they saw him going this, people saw him going this early. I think he was more of a mid to late uh, day three guy because you look a couple picks after him, um, Cody Kessler from Ohio or, uh, sorry, USC. And then, um, about uh, 10 picks after that, Connor Cook from Michigan state. Yep. Um, you know, so kind of an interesting pick and, uh, you know, kind of telling of what they think about him to take him in the third round and what they... I mean, kind of telling of what they think about Jimmy Garoppolo. I know, right. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting how all that deflate gate pans out if he actually does serve that four-game suspension. Um, yeah. And then if he does, you know, who's going to be the starter? Is it going to be Garoppolo or is it going to be a rookie? I know,
1: right, because Garoppolo hasn't really played much. So not, we haven't seen much of him, just some preseason, so... Yeah, preseason,
0: and then I remember... You know, a couple of years ago, when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and they went through that cold streak, and a lot of people were questioning Brady. And I know Garoppolo got some more reps, um, got some more reps. Uh, you know, in kind of garbage time and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. Kind of an unproven guy. You know, it hasn't really shown much, like you said, like more of preseason games. Um, but as we all know, when when you, when you get out there in the real thing. You know, when the bullets are really flying for real, it's a uh, it's a whole new ball game.
1: Oh, big time, big time! I think I surprised, kind of, Cook with that uh, late too.
0: Yeah, me uh, me too. I mean, we 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 just talked about before how there could have been four or five uh, quarterbacks taking the first round, and Connor Cook was certainly in that. You know, in that mentioning of four to five.
1: Oh, definitely. I think he, I think with him, what problem was uh, just his character in terms of a uh, bad team player and uh, a guy that. People didn't
0: respect on uh, the field. Yeah, and you know we're talking about quarterbacks now, and obviously we you know we just mentioned that Cody Kessler was taken by the Browns, and uh, you know obviously before the draft uh, we were talking about them possibly taking golf for Wentz, you know um, you know a lot earlier, and obviously they traded out of that pick, um, and then in the third round you know I guess they find you know they found their quarterback for the future in Cody Kessler um but again another pick where you know you were talking about cook you know dropping all the way to pick 100 um I you know I, I kind of think it, it's interesting you know you're talking about how some of his leadership qualities uh, yeah. people question um, I know he had a shoulder injury last year so maybe that played a little bit into it but um you know you look around the league and there are some pretty nice Michigan State quarterbacks um, who have you know made made nice careers for themselves um you know, so it'll be interesting how this year's uh, quarterback class pans out. You know, is, is it going to be like the um, the Cam Newton class, where yep. uh, you know almost all those guys from the first round are out of the NFL, um, or will they be a more more solid class like a couple of years ago with uh, with Bortles and Carr and. You, know, you, you talk. I just you know, I bring up Carr, and it, it was interesting pick by the Raiders taking a guy I was like say, Cook. That's kind of kind of
1: weird. T- yeah, confidence in the quarterback. That's kind of like
0: a backhanded um, Carr, you know? Yeah, especially taking a fourth round draft pick, um, you know, for a quarterback where you, you know you have a guy that you know, it's you know coming into his third year, you know, with a great tandem of Amari Cooper, um, you know, so kind of kind of interesting, kind of interesting when you look at the whole big picture of some of these picks. ACDC baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I know I know one of your favorite picks, um, or one of your favorite guys going in the draft case was Miles Killerbrew from uh, yeah, Southern Utah.
1: Made it, he made it. He got picked by the Lions. It's funny, the Lions told him they didn't even want him when he called in. He, you I, know, he called them to scop him. Yeah. He said, no, we don't want you. And he's like, okay. Because we appreciate it. And he hung up. And so he was like, kind of pissed off. And so they drafted him. I guess it was a test. And he had uh, he passed. Yeah. So, uh, good for him, and I'm kind of pissed off that
0: the Bears play him twice now. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I thought when uh, when I saw that he got taken by the uh, Lions. I was like, oh gosh, now we got to watch him make plays I know. against the Bears. You know. Fumbles, big hits. You yeah, name it. exactly. Um, another guy that we touched upon, I think, uh, in some of the earlier episodes that I kind of liked from the fourth round was Antonio Morrison from Florida. Yeah. Uh, he got drafted by the Colts. Um, obviously a team that, you know. Uh, Lost their,
1: their uh, left neck of the Bears. Yeah, Drell
0: Freeman to the Bears. Um, so I think he could step in there, you know, as an early, as a rookie, you know, get some, you know, if not be a starter, you know, get some nice, uh, you know, con- contribute pretty nicely.
1: Oh, yeah, I think his more biggest issue was just going to stay healthy. Right. But he's a he's a thumper. That guy hits, he's violent. I he's. Yeah. Crazy downhill guy, so I think he'll definitely be playing sooner or later. This guy stay healthy, but I wish the Bears took Nick Kwiatkowski. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that pick. they passed on Scooby Wright. They passed on Joe Schobert from Wisconsin, and I think I wish they picked Morrison and I wish they picked Wright, Scooby Wright, seventh round pick. You know, just in terms of uh, I think day one stars or guys that can help the team win.
0: Yeah, no, I I I agree with you and. You know, I, I personally hadn't heard of him for the draft. I had to look mm-hmm. him up. But, you know, from all accounts, you know, especially coming from West Virginia, it seemed like he had a pretty nice career there. I think he was he did. He their did. leading tackler for the past couple of years or three years. Um, you know, and, and a good quality leader guy, which, you know, being Chicago Bears fans and, you know, being spoiled with Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs, two of the better guys that would do it. Yeah, Urlacher yeah. may be one of the best, you know. But, Possibly, um, Yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe he's that guy that can step in there, along with Trevathan and Jarrell Freeman, like we just said. Oh, and, definitely. You know, kind definitely. of bring back that toughness to the Chicago defense. So, you know, we'll see. Um, moving down, you know, we mentioned Dak Prescott to the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. Yes. Um, and then an, a, an interesting pick that I, I remember I texted you, Case, when this happened, um, Cardale Jones. Yeah, to the To the Bills. Buffalo Bills in the fourth round. I thought... One, I thought it was an interesting pick by the Bills, um, you know, with their quarterback situation with Tyrod Taylor um, and, you know, Rex kind of coming out saying he's our guy. And then they got E.J. Manuel. Um, you know, so that that's a pretty interesting three quarterbacks right there. Yeah, you know, I think Manuel's going to be gone
1: after this year.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, obviously he hasn't progressed. Um, you know, he was one of those quarterbacks that came from the Cam Newton draft that he, yeah. Uh, You look back and it's like, oh, geez. But I, I thought that was a pretty interesting pick by the Bills. One of those guys where, um, you know, it, it could be one of those picks where a couple of years down the road, man, he kind of works on more of his mechanics and more of his decision making. He's got, you know, you look at, you know, when they do the spring game toss, and he's, you know, he's throwing the ball like, you know, 60, 70, 80 yards down the field. Yeah. Um, You know, so he's got one of the stronger arms, huge body, you know, great size for an NFL quarterback. Um, but I think that'll be an interesting pick. Where if Tyrod I Taylor, so, yeah. if Tyrod Taylor is their answer for you know this year, maybe the next couple years, that could be a pick where we look down the road. Um, you know if he continues to improve, you know it could be a pretty interesting pick. a Couple years down the road.
1: Oh, definitely I should. I think it will pan out. I think. I yeah. Think he's a player. He's just pretty, uh, pretty raw.
0: Yeah, he is. And uh, you know, we, uh, previously we talked about Cardell Jones. And how Ohio State kind of struggled this year, not having their um, offensive coordinator, who went to the uh, to Houston. Um, but you know, he kind of he did have a down year last year after having one of the you know one of the most remarkable three game stretches by anyone's ever had, um, oh, and definitely. then almost declaring for the NFL draft after those three games. So um, you know, talk about one of those guys where uh, you stick around for another year. And, you know, he did go in the fourth round. Um, but, you know, it would have been interesting if he would have came out last year, too. Let's put it that way. Definitely.
1: You've been a lot, a lot, a lot higher.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, move on to the fifth round now. Uh, you know, two kind of picks I like. They were actually back-to-back. I don't know about you, Case, but Paul Perkins to the New York Giants, uh, you know, from UCLA. And then okay. Jordan Howard, uh, the running yeah. back out of Indiana to the Bears. Two picks that I think guys who, you know, we talk about Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry, you know, probably, the, you know, two best running backs in this draft, but two guys that had very solid college careers and, okay. you know, weren't, uh, weren't hurt in college at all, um, good numbers, like we just said, played in big-time conferences, but two guys that are very serviceable backs um, that could progress nicely for both of these teams. And uh, you know, maybe a couple of years down the road, these are two guys that you look back on and say, "Wow, you know." You look at—I remember because you know my brother went to UCLA, and I you know watched UCLA games. But Paul Perkins is a really smooth runner. Um, obviously, playing in the UCLA's offense, uh, sort of a zone style offense, and then uh, uh, Jordan Howard, kind of a downhill runner. Um, time. Big big you know, boy too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fits um, into the Bears' run game. You I know, think it's gonna be him and uh, Langford. I yeah, one, I do too. One and two. Yeah, and we we always harp upon now in the NFL how you need two to three backs, and you know that that one two punch right there, and then you see if uh, you know, uh, Jaquiz Rogers and uh, what's his face, Kadim Carey from Arizona can yeah, you know yeah, stay yeah. around, but you know that's that's slowly but surely in a nice uh, running back corner there for sure. Oh, Spire. definitely, definitely.
1: Because I think another good pick two was uh, the Niners at uh, one forty two with Ronald Blair. DN from Washington yeah. State. I think he was a good player from a small school. I think he's going to benefit quite a bit from the uh, double teams on Buckner.
0: Yeah, that was one of the guys that you harped upon. Um, you know, we were going through some of the, uh, you know, uh, picking out some of the uh, draft picks, and you harped upon him being a, a small town guy or a small school guy. Yeah, that, that oh. does definitely have big time talent. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I texted you, I, I'm pretty sure I texted you this. I thought the steal of the draft, um, in terms of quality picks in the late round, was Kevin Hogan in the fifth round of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he I think texted me, yeah. I think for him, I think that was probably the most ideal situation for him, and for a team where you gotta have a guy like Alex Smith, who is obviously gonna play this year, and you know has a couple more years, um, you know to play. But I think you get a guy like Kevin Hogan who does come from, let's, let's remind everyone, does come from the same school, same offense as Andrew Luck. Okay. And I think you get him in your offense, he can learn under Alex Smith for, you know, for maybe a year or two, two, three years. And then, you know, he can take over the team. And, I mean, you look at the body of the work that he had at Stanford. I mean, the, he, you know, he led them to the Pac-12 championship last year. Um, and, you know, some uh, Orange Bulls, too. I mean, he just has a great track record, and I think he didn't quite get the recognition that he should have received because you look at at Stanford's offense, and they are very downhill. They don't have uh, as many throwing opportunities as some offenses had, but when he had his throwing opportunities, he was right on. He was right on. On on the money. I think another good pick, too, I think in the sixth round,
1: was Keenan Reynolds heard from uh
0: oh yeah, yeah, from
1: Navy from Navy yeah, I thought that guy has some serious heat, I don't think he'll be a running back, but I think like a, like a swing man. I think he's gonna be awesome, just uh just like a just like a good tool to yeah,
0: uh, yeah it's funny you mentioned him because i was uh I read something the other day where the Ravens and the Patriots were really high on him, and okay. knowing how um uh Belichick is with players yeah. and, and how he implements them on special teams and, like, in certain situations in the game. One of the guys that comes to mind is, uh, I can't remember his first name, uh, Slater. Um, guy who's a special teams whiz. Every year he's a pro bowler, special teams, and he's uh, actually used uh, a little bit on offense and defense as well. But I remember I remember reading that when the Ravens took Keenan Reynolds, that the Patriots were pissed because that was one of the guys that they targeted. Because he is a valuable asset. I mean, obviously he played quarterback. You know, they list him as a running back. He could probably play wide receiver. You know, you just find a find a position for this guy in the field and he's going to produce.
1: Oh yeah, I think he's a uh, just a play uh, playmaker. He's a uh, good work ethic. And he had I think he had the most touchdowns ever, right? Didn't he? Yeah,
0: he did. He as did. A running
1: back, so he knows he knows, knows, uh, knows how to run.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's uh, that's that's for sure but um you know as we move into these uh, day 3 picks case you know you mentioned Scooby Wright yes. um a, a a guy who we were talking about you know he came out after his third year um maybe you know he should have stayed for his fourth year um you know probably would have um probably would have gone higher but you know he was dealing with some injury issues um yeah, was. You know, through his, was. throughout his career in Arizona but you know no doubt when when he was on the field he made plays um you know, so it'll be interesting if he can stay healthy, um, you know, have have a nice career. You look back at a guy like that in the seventh round, why not? A playmaker like that?
1: Oh, my God. That was a steal. I think they drafted him and Joe, uh, Joe Schubert from right. uh, Wisconsin. And both those guys are big and play downhill, and they will combat each other pretty well. I think it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty fun to watch their defense, too, along with the uh, Jags.
0: Oh, yeah. De- de- yeah, definitely. Those new, those new, basically new look teams. Um, He's yeah, and then another guy. You're, you know, you're talking about uh, linebackers. Another guy that, um, you know, fell all the way to the seventh round, um, who got a lot of high praise last year. He didn't play, you know, play in the American Conference, but Temple Tyler Makovich. Yeah. Um, you know, Steelers. guy who who might have been, you know, a couple steps low, but you know, another guy who just produ- produced. Yep. Another
1: high lower guy just goes until the whistle blows. You
0: know? Yeah, and especially on a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, that's what they're all about. Yep. You know? From
1: James from James Harrison, the crew, you
0: know? Exactly. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, I mean, James Harrison is, you know, the perfect example of a guy, obviously he was undrafted, but a, yep. a, a guy who just worked, you know, worked and, uh, you know, found, I, I think he's got, he got cut like four or five times, you know? By the but, Ravens, yeah. Yeah, but just, you know, just came back each day and wanted to improve, so... Um, you know it'll be interesting to see how those two guys, you know, being seventh round draft picks, but you know, some really nice talent there in the seventh round. I think round. so. I think
1: they're going to be one of the steals of the draft.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you're kind of going over. You know, we just went over all the, uh, I would say all of it, but you know, just kind of uh, briefly went over the draft, and you know, obviously Ohio State had 12 picks, um, Clemson had nine, uh, and then kind of a surprise was UCLA with eight. And then um, with seven was Alabama, Florida, and Notre Dame. Okay. Um, you know, so kind of a kind of an interesting uh, breakdown. You know, obviously usually had a pretty nice year, but um, compared to Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, crazy. Notre Dame, you know, that's, that's pretty interesting. I thought that Ohio pre- State.
1: I think I mean just besides that, but they had so many first rounders too. Yeah, I think it wasn't they just picks, but
0: first are crazy too. Right. They they set the record for the uh, most number of picks. I think through the first three rounds or. Through four rounds. Pretty uh, shows you. I, I still think they'll go down as one of the better teams, probably the best team that, that didn't win the national championship. That oh, yeah, the, probably. That and the team okay. that lost to um, Ohio State, funny enough, um, the Miami Hurricanes team that lost them the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes on that pass interference call in overtime. Yeah. But yep. just going over the numbers uh, by the position, there were 15 quarterbacks taken. So almost
1: half the league.
0: Yeah, I I I thought that was a pretty uh, pretty interesting stat or a stat. And we were talking about um, we were talking about in previous episodes how there was uh, a large number of really good linebackers. There were thirty six linebackers taken. We were talking about how uh, good DBs. There were thirty two cornerbacks taken and twenty safeties. Wow. And then you go into the defense. You know, even more to the defense side of the ball. There were seventeen DN's taken and twenty two defensive tackles.
1: Very deep in those aspects.
0: Yeah, you know, and you go back, and we talked about you know with the Bears' first pick and Leonard Floyd. You know, you kind of wonder if maybe uh, yeah. maybe there were some better, yeah maybe if there were some better players around there. But I mean, that's uh, that's how the cookie crumbles. But uh, yeah, other than that, Case, what else? The, part of the draft. Yeah, what else? Uh, anything stood out to you? or Anything else you want to heart, uh, touch upon real quick?
1: No, I think I think the uh, winners of this draft I think were. Uh, Browns, for sure, Yeah. in terms of quality and quantity picks. Right. I think the Jaguars also did a very good job in terms of uh, quality picks and quantity as well. Um, Jets did pretty well, too. Uh, I think the Bears are pretty well, pretty deep draft. I think some losers, though. Uh, Eagles did terrible, I thought. They just did not put together a very good string of picks. Um, Packers, I thought, did terrible, too. Bias, too, but...
0: Right. But, yeah. A lot of reach picks there. No, I I, I agree with you. Yeah, um, I I definitely agree with you. I mean, we talked about this whole time that the Jaguars and the Browns, I mean, you know, total facelifts for them. Um, I thought one of the better picks, you know, one of the bigger issues that, you know, just based on team needs was a quarterback for the Broncos. You know, so filling that need in the first round, I thought was, you know, was pretty nice. Yeah. but, you know, maybe uh, maybe in a later episode we can go, you know, kind of team by team like we were talking about and really oh, yeah. uh, say oh, yeah. some of these picks that stood out. But, you know, one just final parting note. Um, there was 107 uh, players this year who declared early. And 30 of them went undrafted. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's a good month that got drafted.
0: Yeah, but, you know, uh... I think that was the most number of uh players who went um, or who uh, declared early and um, so that you know just uh you know just around thirty percent you know didn't get uh, went undrafted but you know to have a hundred a hundred and seven players you know declare early I think that tells you about the the want the need to get to the next level and I'm sure all these other thirty guys are going to sign undrafted free agent contracts well, I'm sure but I'm it sure. does kind of show. How you know people are people are hungry to get to that next level, and I think you know that's kind of cool. And I think that's kind of the way that the game is developing. And the more that um, you know, some of the stuff that comes out about how people are unhappy about the NCAA, like I know Cardell Jones went on a Twitter rant about how he was happy of not being in the NCAA anymore. But yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of we talk about some of the NCAA stuff. But I think that's kind of the the direction that the game's going in. So it'll be interesting to see how definitely. that pans out. All right, but uh, uh, any other parting shots, case before we uh, hit the road?
1: I think so. I think the end of the list of winners also was Texans.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, through free agency and now through the draft, you know, they've had a pretty yeah. nice off season.
1: I think they addressed their team needs. If not the best, one of the best.
0: Right, right. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But um, other than that, anything else?
1: I don't think so. I think I'm all set.
0: All right, we appreciate you at home listening in to episode 10. Uh, we'll be back next week, next Thursday, um, and we'll go, like we just said, a little more into the draft picks and uh, a little more into the offseason um, you know, for each team and uh, kind of fill you in on how we feel each team will uh, pan out this next year. So, as always, we appreciate you listening. Spread the word, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.